0: Uh, welcome back to uh, saving the fundraiser and their well-being uh, fundraisers are meant to be hercules but they are often feel like atlas that analogy and Greek analogy is very interesting that's why i sort of keep on using it uh the podcast sessions that looks at supporting the fundraiser as an individual this one here is basically about having a bounce back ability i've used that word a number of times in my sports coaching career Bounce back ability, yes, and uh, the modern years of resilience. So as we uh, look to put a fun bag and fundraiser, there's the funders that need to enjoy um, what they are doing to create that fun environment. So how do we do that uh, if we are stressed or high risk of burnout? i ignore the first signs, which were my first podcast there and which is feelings right so i hope you enjoyed the first three so it's the fourth one and uh it'll probably be in a two session or two-parter because there's so much we'd like to cover in this so let's let's go on to it and see how it goes so uh well the first three podcasts uh, i can actually just conclude in each of the three podcasts we needed to have a look at understanding um how we get to that stage um what is making us so stressed and is it workload or non-workload stresses that is causing it so it's just a few little things and once we identify these areas uh we can look at bringing back some of the control that we've lost that's basically burnout and depression and everything else So sort of those feelings of losing that control and then offloading some of the issues that are out of our control to other departments or other people and looking for support in those areas. It could be manageable plans or structures in place, etc. So that's what those uh, first three were all about. And it's sort of a a background or underlining uh, to identify and understand the the stresses, what causes it, uh, what's happened to that journey of burnout and also acknowledging the first signs and the first signs are how you feel and writing them down I'll cover that and uh, I'll come back to you actually I should say uh, later on uh, so the new buzzwords yeah resilience it's, it's sort of raising our more sort of progressive in the modern days over the past couple of years resilience resilience um, it's been showing everywhere right uh, it's all about counselors and those kind of things so uh, i always consider that it's uh, something that yeah we we weren't born with it but uh we've had it since we were born um i'll explain that uh, later on so what is resilience really uh so i've been reading a number of different books and journals and listen to uh, a lot of different sort of well-being podcasts and videos etc and they all come up with similar sort of responses to it, uh, resilience is the process of adapting uh, in a positive way uh, in the face of adversity. Right, that adversity can be anything from relationships, financial traumas such as death or car accidents, etc., to workplace or workload stresses. They're all stresses to our body, and how we handle it, and how we process it, and how quick we can get back on the saddle, as I say. So my coaching years, um, I previously mentioned the bounce back ability. Um, it's trying to actually get once to goal uh, or once something's bad happens in a match. It's how quick you get back and get positive and go, yes, I'm determined enough to just continue on through and make something positive. So uh, I rightly really found myself, as rightly says, it is not how often you get knocked down and get back up but it's how hard you get knocked down and still get back up. It's that still get back up. Is, is the big thing is because there's so many problems we face and encounter, but we don't realise that, yes, we've actually got the groundings and foundations for resilience through that, but it's the hard knockbacks. It's those who really take the wind out of us that that's where resilience comes into it. So I said previously resilience is something that we have since we are born, but we are not born with it. Uh, it is something that we build. Yeah, a few examples. It is uh, when we were babies. Just think of that. We started rolling, right? We then crawled, we then walked with our knees, and then we try to stand and so on. And this is resilience. This is something that life brings on to us to progress, to strengthen, to become better. And it's how we learn from those knockbacks. That means we can all walk, we can all run around or we, we can all read, we can all write, we can, we can all talk. We've got other strengths that we've progressed onto in our journey of life. So just think we didn't walk um, straight away or run straight away whenever we come into this world. We developed those skills and that's how resilience comes through. Like, for example, I think of the number of times it took us to master speech or number of classes we took to pass our maths and English or science exams, etc. We needed to learn it. We need to memorize it. We needed to make sure that it's actually our second nature. It's these things that then it becomes more natural. It's it's that sort of cognitive behavior to actually develop ourselves and to look back Mm -hmm. on it. So, one of the little books uh, that I've been reading uh, is the little book of resilience by Lucy Lane. I thought it was just a nice, wee compact book, and you can flick through it. And there's nice, wee sayings in it. Uh, I found sort of some nice quotes, and um, we we have all taken for granted, uh, but should put into practice more. So one of these quotes was, uh, "When you come to a roadblock, take a detour." It's like anything you learn to drive and everything else and when you're driving the car there you go you come to the roadblock you try and find another route or another way to get to your destination why is life so different yeah and that was by and it was uh mary k ash um i don't know who the lady is um but i thought it was very interesting and very apt uh, to sort of build that sort of resilience so this is what we have been doing all our lives since we were born we try to find that other way like whenever we're standing when we're crawling whenever we're trying to write we've all got our individual writing styles or individual types but we still get there we still get to our destination at the end right it's the exact same as uh, in life we actually say look here we need more money to be say, career minded to support a family, to live on, or whatever it is. We find a way to get that money. It's by getting a job or by getting another job with a better pay on it, or by upskilling to getting a promotion. We find a way. That's, that's the human nature of things, I think it is what you would like to put into it. So the only difference is if we are suffering from stress and burnout, then we forget. About these skills that we have, I would say, taught ourselves uh, since we were babies. So, this is the point of what I would actually like to sort of stress a bit more is where never think that you are not resilient, right? Every single step of your life, you've mastered different skills, different techniques, different uh, achievements uh like you've learned to maybe swim 10 meters uh, you learn to tread water all of those kind of things you learn to kick a ball you learn to catch a ball you've, you you learn these right? resilience is all about learning and taking that sort of portion portion of your life to learn so why why is it so difficult now in life the only thing that basically sort of stops is the minute is the journey that we've actually gone to take to get to there so, if we've been made constantly feel inferior in some way or those kind of things, that's the only roadblock. So, resilience, look at it as your journey. Um, you're not alone. We all need to build more. Um, how do you tackle problems? How do you see top problems? And we'll go into this later. So, how do I become more resilient? Right. I've touched on uh on the previous podcast yes my podcasts are connected yes they don't just come out of my head and ramble into and think this is an amazing product or this is an idea and let's go for it there's a slight plan to it so follow this journey right so you go into each podcast and listen to each one one by one and you'll sort of see where stages or what stages you're in so the first one we started actually look at creating the understanding of what stresses are and what stresses you what is your triggers and how do we cope with those triggers you have to understand them first and then you sort of I would say what's what was led to the journey of burnout that you're on remember we actually looked at it was more um, work-led or non-work related type of stresses uh, and then what stage of the burnout journey you're in? Uh, are you in the latter stages of depression and anxiety, severe anxiety? and How do we get out of that? It's, it's those kind of understandings. I'm a great believer if you actually understand something first, then it's actually your journey has already started to be more positive because then you can actually get these warning signs spray it beforehand. So also then it comes down to is what feelings are you experiencing? yes they are connected and it's at each time and why so it's it's that sort of stage so learn from these acknowledge them and give them the credit that they deserve don't shy away like um men like i know myself like how often have i cried in my life maybe five times it's it's not manly uh it's more or less You're not in touch with your feelings. You shouldn't be in touch with your feelings. But realistically, if you're not in touch with your feelings, how do you know that you're strong enough and resilient? Yes, people think, oh, let's avoid it. You just battle on. That's a form of resilience. But then we're talking about that roadblock. Are you constantly just going to do the same old thing again and again and again? Or are you going to find another way? That's all it is. So looking at the most important and first signs that you're experiencing negative stress yes your feelings um having it, this is this is the, the you sort of looking at um having some kind of support around you so having a sort of a care support uh or supportive relationship um uh, within or outside the family like that's what i find close friends and family are are, are very very helpful um, so don't be scared not to talk. Um, if, the, if one person brushes you off, then go to another person, then go to another person, and if they try and make you feel diminished because you have feelings, it is them who you're feeling insecure and ignoring you. It is not you. You need someone to talk, somebody to listen, someone to help you understand. So relationships that create love and trust, provide role models and offer encouragement and reassurance help bolster a person's resilience All right remember that if you've got an environment there around you and you feel that you can trust them to talk about something that is building that love and trust All right and it will help sort of bolster that individual resilience that you need so the next one then i would like to sort of go through is like learn and the ability to manage the feelings yet again it's to understand but then we're talking about managing them yeah we really acknowledge them but then also you don't want it to become an impulse and a negative reaction right? what you want to try and do is actually look at the feelings itself and say that i acknowledge that this has made me feel really difficult or really vulnerable um i want to actually now sort of look at it and go right how do i um master this um how do i not get myself into that similar position again um, how do I learn from it? And then how do I end up somewhere here? If it's a roadblock, we sort of get up one inside and go, oh, let's try another approach. That's what I'm sort of trying to do there. Negative stresses and learning from a, these would be a big help and building to avoid that roadblock. Now, that's what I'm trying to do now is sort of taking those. Factors now and sort of learning from them, and how do you build resilience? It's, these is how you, sort of wee wee pointers, right? Uh, so you sort of looking at right, the plan has to be realistic. So you build that plan, but make sure it's realistic and have steps for I don't know to to carry out, or carry out, um, about different warnings. Uh, that these are negative. So that's why I want you to write them down and say, okay, if you've started to feel that way before, go back to it. Look at number two. Look at your next feeling after that. What was the other person's resulting or what was the your resulting factors? Was it an impulse? Um, was it constructive? And make sure that it is actually constructive. So that means if it's from another person or if it was actually from a, a situation, a traumatic situation or a death, make sure you learn you take that pathway forward and turn a negative into a positive yes sounds like washy-washy that's always out there whatever else but be mindful of your actions and others so that's a little hint that's what we'll be approaching later on will be mindfulness um so having a work plan in place right so you're talking about like the plan of structure so to alleviate any of the sort of work-related stresses. Is there a sort of what's going to happen this month? Um, Is there something that's going to happen and you've got maybe a plan in place six months in advance? So you're sort of looking at those kind of things. So those are work-related ones, which are basically out of your control, but you're now trying to bring it into your control to make sure that that's managed that stress. That's why you have that plan there. So it's the manager there, it's your team, it's you being that visionary, as I say making sure that you alleviate any of that sort of stress around you, So structured and positive communication. That's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to diminish the control of anybody. You're not trying to diminish the, the plans of say your charity or your work or your business or anything else around you. All you're trying to do is put it into a more structured approach that you can manage. It's all about controlling it and understanding it. Right, and once you've got that, then you can actually make sure that it's a positive outcome not only for you but for everybody around you, and you stay away from the impossible negative. Right, so that's what I sort of touched on it. You look to be that problem solver. Right, if you end up becoming that problem solver, everybody comes to you. Yes, it sounds really draining, but everybody comes to you as that visionary. Like, what am I, um, I say, as a dyslexic. One of my sort of main key traits is to think outside the box, can see something in advance uh, and say, oh, why not try this type of approach? And it ends up being, if it's entrusted and everybody takes it involved, it ends up being successful. One of my programmes was actually end up being from one year to uh, an eight year programme. And they ended up becoming sustainable. And that's where it came down to. That it was no longer needed me, it's sort of social changes, etc. So you're looking to have that approach. So uh but last but not least it's probably one of the most important is have a positive view of yourself and have confidence in your strengths and ability remember that it's it's you this is this is your journey this is why it's it's our journey but it's it's everyone's an individual right it's how you accept it how you understand it how you learn from it and how you build from it but never put yourself down. Just look at your strengths. I was sent to um, a person in the last couple of months, uh, whenever were actually feeling down and very negative, and they, they couldn't look at themselves. And it's, it's something I've actually now just learned to myself, is everybody's got a CV. Look at that CV. Um, you normally write up a CV to sort of keep yourself up to date in these things. And you say, well, here, look at that CV. It's got everything of your skills that you have learned over your career, right? It could be your GCSEs, it could be your A-Levels, it could be your degree, it could be your Masters, it could be your PhD or whatever it is. It could also be what types of jobs or what kind of skills you've learned within those jobs. That is resilience 101 there. Believe in yourself and the knowledge you have gained because you have mastered those. Yes, I know people say, we embellish a bit and stuff out there in our CVs. If even if you've embellished lots in your CV, you can still see what you really have achieved. If you haven't embellished that much or not at all, look at that massive list. I was quite surprised whenever I looked at my own I was like, geez, right, okay. Um, I have to cut my CV down to a couple of pages because whenever I started writing out those skills and abilities, it's not one word, it's what you have done. Like for example, an application, uh, I wrote my pass was, uh, £600,000. Yes, and one of the times in my life, I've actually looked at myself and gone, I can't even write an application. I'm disliked, I've been made to feel this way. I just have not got a clue. I'm lost. But whenever I looked at that, I was thinking, I can do this with my hands. It's tied behind my back. It's it's one of the skills to do is to actually understand what your project is about and also what you want to achieve. So you're looking at your SWOT analysis and what's out there. And then you go and write it. It is the heartfelt. And the empathy see look at your CV. it is the good starting point to build yourself back up again all right so remember building resilience is your journey and no one else's each person acts and reacts in different ways due to our our belief systems our gender as I touched on myself, unless to do, like crying or feelings, etc., and uh, some people will get more aggressive than others, or some people go more quiet than others. So how we were brought up, our culture, our previous experiences in life. Because remember, once you have got a roadblock in front of yourself, we try and go around it. It's the number of roadblocks as rocky. You remember that rocky saying I said at the start. It's not how often you've been knocked down. But it's the hard knocks that you still get back up again right and then also how we communicate how others communicate to others and it's that sort of social learning skills etc are we there right so my next podcast will be further looking at ways to build resilience uh, and to help you and your journey to build this but also understand yourself and how to build right that's that's the main sort of focus. So I know this is sort of a, a little bit shorter because there's so much if I continued on this, there's just so much good could actually write into this. And I want to actually sort of take a step by step approach, but I've given you some of the hints in this conversation. Um, so I will conclude that in this section now, uh, we have to focus on our strengths. Remember the CD, remember what we've previously learned, we all have built resilience, so you can now choose your response. It's down to you and how you want to react to this, right? It was a negative stress, and you continue to have a negative response. It's continuing negativity. You don't learn from it, but if you actually take that, uh, I would say breathe. I've actually started doing this now. It was like um, if you get an argument, you start breathing. You go, know, just be a mindful breather, and then make sure breathing itself and take that time. Do you actually just say well here i want my response to be negative and then have for a deeper was a deeper cut or a deeper wound to yourself and have further more negativity you want to then say well here okay i'll take this on the chin i'm going to take a note of this i'm going to find out how my feelings reacted to this i'm going to understand it and then i'm going to come back and i'm going to say well here i know what is evading is it a workload one Is a non workload one Is building this and then you go back and say, Look, here, this is the positive plan and needs to be put in place. This is the type of communication that's needed. This is the positive approach that needs to be put in place for the next time this happens. If it's to a person, if it's to a group, if it's to family, if it's to social, that's how you do it. Uh, it's easier said than done, but this is why it's building. Things Lego. You're building that sort of Lego building house or whatever your dream is, it is yours. Right? As a fellow dyslexic said, Remember not to be embarrassed by your failures. Learn from them and start again. That was Richard Branson and look what he's continuously achieved through Virgin and trying to go to the moon and all those kind of things Um, but he just started off. Nice garage and as we all do and he learned from them, he built them, he took his opportunities. He actually thought well here let's make sure this is more positive and my response will be positive. So um, what I'd like to say is just thank you for listening and uh, wish you all the best in your journey as this is the start. All right? uh, it's actually to build resilience and to understand it, that you are not alone, it's down to you. And I look forward to hearing more from you all as some of the good feedback I've had in, uh, through these is just very helpful. And uh, remember to be strong and you're not alone. So, don't worry about it, all right? Take care and speak to you all very soon. Bye bye.